0: This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Hello, hello. Happy New Year. Angre Apna lagan or News Laundry Apna Hafta kabhi nahi bhulte. I'm going to be your host for this episode because Abhinandan is in the beaches of Goa sipping martini and relaxing <laughs> as he ushers in New Year. Uh, we have our in-house team today, um, Mehraj, Hello. Raman sir. Hi. And Mignat. Hello. And we're going to kickstart this first hafta of the year.
1: Yeah, first hafta of the year. First hafta of
0: the year with some reminiscing. I think I just want to go around the table and ask you guys about the highs and lows of 2019 for you and your hopes from 2020. Highs and lows in terms of anything, journalism, politics, whatever. And then we can get into the headlines quickly and discuss a few things. Mehra, do you want to start? Do you want to tell us?
2: I think the high, obviously, is the current protests against the CA because after Ayodhya after Kashmir nothing happened there was no reaction mm. but after this people came out they started protesting so, so that's a, yeah so that's one as far as low is concerned I'd say the defeat of the Labour Party in Britain because
0: oh God, lots of wow. hopes were
2: riding on that
0: I'm <laughs> a su- little surprised yeah
2: <laughs> so unfortunately that, that was work. a low, for, low you. for you oh man that was really low. you were
0: really invested in those elections
2: very much so yeah oh, okay,
0: okay. And uh, hopes for 2020.
2: Hopes for 2020. I think this agitation hopefully will uh, grow into something bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Into like a sustained opposition to the establishment because the usual opposition is not doing what it's supposed to do. So the only way left for this country to actually start pushing back against the kind of ideology these guys are trying to impose, trying to care, they've already sort of imposed. Hmm. So that is one thing. And another, I think, hopefully uh, Bernie Sanders will win in the U.S.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh,
2: yeah.
1: a <laughs> <laughs> surgical strike. Now
0: surgical strike. We'll discuss that in a bit. ramansa would you like to tell us uh, what for you were the The highs? high
3: point, I think, is somewhat similar. So I'll start with the low, low point. I think the low point is the way... The government is trying to suppress this movement. Mm. I think that is the lowest point. Mm. This is undeclared emergency, okay, where you are using the police in such a manner yeah. to suppress the protest, not only suppressing the I mean, look at the kind of uh, just bare facts. 62 policemen got the bullet injury. So in because they fired, so we fired back. Mm. They haven't given a list of 62 policemen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they are building a narrative to kill the innocent people and also imposing absolutely uh, you know unjustified fines and on the top of it, we don't see judiciary at all. Mm-hmm. We don't see judiciary around this that is why it is the lowest undeclared emergency. Yeah. I think this is just the beginning and let us see what is uh, how it is going to unfold in the next three, four years and for me also the high point is the descent. the first time i mean and that that too coming from the students so that is something which i find it uh, i'm very hopeful now mm. and uh, i'm so so proud of these uh, young children mm. they're so intelligent and uh, only thing is uh, i i just hope that in 2020 some kind of leadership collective leadership
0: mm. just
3: comes and uh, guide this movement ahead.
0: great great mignat
3: The
1: lows for me was that uh, we are looking at an impending genocide now. And the situation. That's alarmist. no, again, like, I mean, like, why are you mincing any words? Amongst, what yeah. is happening in Uttar Pradesh is nothing yes. short of a genocide right now. I mean, the fact that so many, so many people are reporting police violence. There are videos and videos coming out. And that report on the UP kids basically mm-hmm. being sodomized and raped. That's I horrifying. Think also,
0: in the, the Bihar teen who was killed and yeah. uh, they are suspecting two people from a fringe Hindu outfit. But the yeah. 18-year-old was murdered. but that's the
1: thing like i mean my lows are basically the systematic destruction of our social order Mm. right now in 2019 end, that is exactly what happened and that is happening and in connection to that we are no more in an authoritarian state we are in a totalitarian state where a lot of people are supporting these actions also and that is the horrifying part for me and uh, the highs maybe would be the fact that they are losing state elections. Like the BJP is losing state <laughs> elections. Because that is the only way they can be kept in control more or less. Like mm-hmm. the fact that so many states have opted out of NPR, NRC on an individual capacity, um, like directly, like Mamta, even Naveen Patnaik of all people is opting out of it, the whole exercise. It gives me a little hope for even regional you know, parties to show up. Mm. Um, and... Uh, I think one of the other high points for me is, of course, the protests. I agree with both of you that the protests were definitely a high point. But... If I can elaborate on the emergence of leadership part a little bit, what happened is that there was a void that was created for years by the opposition, which was very ineffective. And now there are certain faces coming out of this movement, which probably be the new age opposition, like it happened in the emergency back then it was the BJP. I mean, Mm. but now you don't know what will go on.
0: Yeah, there's no political leadership that seems to be coming out of it. I mean, you have like Akanaiya who has been giving speeches or you have Rahul Gandhi. Mm. But I think Rahul Gandhi is just, the moment he enters, it just, yeah, I think you should just stay away. But we need like someone. And apart from Prashant Kishore, actually politically, no one's given a very strong message also. I think he's the only guy who went and said, okay, demonetization of citizens. He's been kind of probing other parties to take a stand. but And of course, Didi. India. Who's been reading uh, a rally. Yeah. And so for me, the low point would be, I think, Ayodhya verdict hmm. and how it was celebrated on news channels. I don't think I've seen such naked triumphalism and such assertion of majoritarianism and Hindu identity on television hmm. ever. I, I've seen what back in the 92, back in 92 when the masjid was demolished, how some people did support it and there was voice for that. But how like a majority of people just supported... Um, Hmm. the judgment and how like Babri Masjid's demolition was completely like forgotten. I think that was a very, I think we've effectively sealed that this year in 2019. It's over. It Hmm. got destroyed and that's it. Nothing's going to come out of it. So I think that was a low point. And a low point was also, I think in the protests, how the media has equated both sides when clearly on one side, there's murder, Hmm. there's loot. I mean, you know that people who are against CAA have been murdered, beaten up, put in jail. Whereas people who were pro-CA haven't really suffered any of that. Even like like sir said, the police injuries also, we don't know who are the policemen who were mm. injured. But yet media equated it saying that this was a tit-for-tat thing. I think that was a low point. And high point for me were like ordinary people doing ordinary things. I think lawyers who've been going to UP, yeah. giving help to people who need help. Uh, or a woman in Chhattisgarh who fought against a fake encounter. So I think really like hope in 2019 was... I mean, the high points were these ordinary people doing these ordinary acts of resistance. And I hope in 2020, these people get more voice and attention from, if not the mainstream media, than all of us. Okay, on that very somber note, I'll just go through the headlines. The big headline of today is that uh, General Qasem Soleimani, who's the head of Iran's elite Revolutionary Guard Corps squad force, and he's like the number two guy in Iran, is kind of the most important person there, was killed after a US air raid at Baghdad's international airport. This means a direct escalation, possibly in the Middle East. This Um, is actually war. Just one tiny
1: interruption. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are recording right now on January 3rd, and right now it's 11am.
0: Yeah, so we just, like one hour ago, the news broke with Trump tweeting the American flag,
1: and
0: yeah. <laughs> waving it and the news coming in. But it's really big. It's it's really insanely big. And we can discuss that a bit. Uh, lots of things happening on NPR. The trial form has got an nod from uh, the government for the rollout. Uh, there's going to be a house-to-house verification planned. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Narendra Modi gave a speech yesterday and he's, uh, in his element, attacking the opposition and saying that uh, the guys who are protesting against NRC are not like with the interest of India and they should be protesting against Pakistan and everything that mm. they've done wrong why will we in India protest against Pakistan I mean <laughs>
2: this is a communal dog whistle no because these are Muslims largely Muslims yeah, yeah, protesting yeah. so yeah yeah,
3: he's addressing the Muslim context, obviously
0: yeah. uh, meanwhile uh, gurus like Sadhguru Jaggi has waded into the whole controversy he gave a whole talk where he talked about uh, he said I have not read it but the students who are protesting are illiterate yeah. basically yeah. and at times now strangely fact-checked him on everything, and they put out a tweet fact-checking Sadhguru. Just
1: one tweet, and the, even the fact check was wrong. But anyway. Yeah.
0: Uh, however, on yeah, on their prime time, they were not really. They were just like opposition fact checks, Sadhguru. They yeah. didn't say we have fact-checked him also. Yeah. Continual news of atrocities in uh, UP and Bihar have been trickling in. Elderly person Muhammad Shoaib, who's 72, was um, roughed up. There's news of that that came in. There was a teenager boy in Bihar also who was killed. And two people from the fringe Hindu outfit are under suspicion. One of the people who are suspected to have killed him has declared himself as the son of a Hindu so that's that and there's also news of, um, a lot of news of uh, the, the UP police now attaching property, hmm. sending out fines for people to recover for the damage that they has happened. They also
1: like filed an FIR against a person who was dead six years ago.
0: This is very new. I don't think in yeah. any of the protests, there's a procedure for this. You have to identify first who the arsonists mm-hmm. were or who were the people who actually caused the damage to then fine them but it. So it has to go to a process of proving that they have actually done it. Hmm. But in this case, we are saying that they're already being slapped with fines. I don't think that's happened in any other protest, And it's, of course, creates a chilling effect hmm. because it means even if you're part of it, you can just be slapped with a 13 lakh, you yeah. know, fine to pay. Uh, meanwhile, beam Army members marched towards PM Modi's residence. They were stopped by police. In a very Manto-esque turn of events, the Indian Institute of Technology, Kanpur, is going to have a panel that will decide whether Hum bhi dekhenge, which is a phase Ahmed fez, uh, poem, poem. ghazal <laughs> is anti-Hindu. <laughs> we'll, we can discuss this in a yeah. little more detail. Uh, Bipin Rawat, the outgoing army chief, has been appointed as India's first chief of defense staff. So all his political talk has finally paid off. All the uh, political messaging he used to keep giving mm-hmm. has meant that he's got a post for himself. One nation, one Russian card will be implemented in 12 states, says Vilas Pasmar. You can tell us a bit about this, what is this exactly. There was another fire again in Delhi, again in one of those unauthorized factories. Uh, One firefighter was killed in this and 14 uh, people were injured. This was a battery factory in Delhi's Piragari. Kashmir, uh, as its New Year gift, got its uh, SMS services restored on the 31st at midnight. And broadband internet services have been restored in about 80 hospitals and health centers in Kashmir. Heyman Surain took his oath as the 11th Chief Minister of Jharkhand. This was supposed to be a show of opposition, but finally not mm. many people turned up for that. Mm. Okay, so let's get right into it. Modi's speech, what did you think of it, Megnan?
1: So... I, I agree, like, uh, someone here said that he was basically referring to Muslims when he said Pakistan. Again, why is he talking about Pakistan again and again and again is important. And I think not many people are, you know, like, for instance, when he said that, you know, why aren't they protesting against Pakistan? The reaction that I saw, whatever, on social media, etc. was always like, haha, kya bol hai? You know, like, lol You know, like, this is so funny You know, like, whatever But it's never, like, this whole fact About how he's systematically dog-whistling And pointing to a community, right? And it's that whole narrative I think but that's why I said that We are heading towards the genocide Because the signs are all there We've seen it in history How it works How the uh, Rwandan genocide happened How even the German, you know, Nazi genocide Like, Jews' ka genocide happened It always starts with the language Absolutely, it starts with the language and then in UP what we are seeing is another stage of it where a large section of people are being delegitimized, uh, targeted and like that guy who died like six years ago and his name was in the protesters list, it means they are maybe taking like voters list and just slapping FIRs on anybody and everybody in that area. It just, it's crazy how they are doing it, right? And I think the uh, one thing we have to realize is that the dehumanization has already started because there was this report I was reading uh, from the Telegraph, if I'm not wrong, about how the people who have been killed in the protests are not being given burial grounds. They are being taken to some faraway village, given a small plot of land, their relatives are not allowed to come. And after the postmortem, they are immediately being buried and the relatives are not allowed to so, give their last rites, Where etcetera. was this report? Um, It was, I think, in uh, Telegraph, if I'm not wrong. And and, and this kind of behavior by a state machinery is horrifying. And uh, I think Modi, all said and done, is also encouraging this, right? I mean, uh, at the end of the day, Yogi Adityanath, whatever he's doing, he's not doing it by himself, right? There is a whole state machinery at work here where it goes from the top, right? From the prime minister's office, down to CM, down to the police.
2: Obviously, even if he wasn't doing it directly, like say he wasn't giving the orders to Adityanath, he wasn't encouraging it, there's this idea of command responsibility. It alters the ball ultimately lands in his court. Exactly. And if the fact that he's not stopping it means that he's approving
1: it. I mean, that's He made Adityanath
2: the chief minister. Anybody saying that Adityanath is doing this on his own and Modi has no idea and he's like, above all, this is a ridiculous idea Mm. because he's the one who appointed him and BJP got that huge majority and everybody was thinking okay, they'll give maybe more moderate. Lots of people Mm. were saying um, Mm. most of the people didn't believe it anyway. And then he appoints this guy who has so many cases of writing and murder and everything against him. He is like as hardcore a Hindutva person as you get. And he installs him. And now saying that, okay, I, I, I don't know, he's doing it on his own. It's like really ridiculous.
0: I think the key thing was uh, Modi is continually showing these protests as anti-India. And he says that they have started the I mean the clear attempt here is to make it and it kind of works because I think a lot of people, a lot of regular people that I spoke to, I went to Shaheen Bagh, and of course there women, men and children who are mostly Muslim or or are of a liberal persuasion feel that okay, know the details of the law but when you get out of that protest site and you talk to many people, they're like what is the problem if help? not so that sentiment is really it's there in a lot of people and of course, that's also because of the media, because that's what the media is telling us also, that this has got nothing to do with Muslims. It's got everything to do with helping Hindus.
1: And this whole so constant narrative on top of it of, oh, tumne to you didn't read the no.
3: In recent times, I've not seen any other leader, you know, speaking lies through his teeth. Hmm. So Mr. Modi, he speaks lies after lies i mean mm. the, the his narrative about this pakistan okay now let us look at it logically what are the impending threats from pakistan okay he is saying that the hindus are being uh, you know troubled in pakistan what facts has he given to us that we have rohingya kind of situation in uh, yeah. you know of about hindus in pakistan he hasn't given any sir he, he has he has not i mean first of all he talks so fondly i think if you pick up all his speeches uh, maybe if he has delivered how many days if he has if he has ruled for 300 days so he must have given 400 speeches because hmm. or 500 speeches okay i mean in all 500 speeches you will see one common thing bharat ki 130 uh, karod ki janta hmm. to 130 karod ki janta mein jo hindu hai unki to care kar le pehle. <laughs> <laughs> i mean look at their status yeah. and their, their, what are the issues their their purchasing power has gone down hmm. okay the country's gdp is going down okay the unemployment is growing His famous in famous speech Over onion hmm. so he should realize hmm. the price of onion i bought it for 129 rupees a kg yeah. just two days ago
0: and i think that a lot of people are talking about so they do so feel I that, mean, that I there's mean, no what point. are the issues hmm.
2: But that's the point, I I don't think, I mean, nobody in their right mind would think that they actually care about the Hindus or Pakistan or Afghanistan or wherever. This is just a tool they're using to further their ideological project.
3: Yes. Yeah. So Absolutely, the
2: stern, Because yes. they don't care. I mean, if yeah, they care, someone about has to that care about hmm. the people here
1: first. And that's the thing, like, I think, you know, uh, one thing I've noticed is that they don't care about the economy anymore, it seems like because they feel like this social narrative is so powerful, it is over encompassing everything that hmm. they're doing wrong. Right. And everything from even Air India being privatized hasn't really made any news. Right. I mean, like they have stopped giving government has stopped funding Air India, which means they're soon going to privatize it. Mm. And uh, that's giant news. Right. Even the railway uh, fare hike and how they are moving towards even like semi privatization PPP model, etc. They are merging railway staff. Basically, they have merged the whole panel of the uh, railway, basically eight divisions of the railway. They have been merged and turned into four or something that they're doing that. Then the CDS, the chief of defense staff, which they have appointed, they're systematically um, making a power structure which is centralized across the board while this whole thing is going down this N- npr nca nrc there is certain things happening in the background which they will use in the future right and not just them but any future government will use to centralize their power completely and i uh, think
0: yeah and this is this reminds me of there's a good report by Sekhar Datta in Asia Times, where he spoke to police uh, officers, high-ranking police mm. officials, who said that actually what's happening is that a lot of the orders are going straight to the junior officers, right? And they're very upset because they, I mean, of course, I'm sure, like even police officers, not every you can't believe that the whole force is communal or the whole force doesn't want to stand by the rules of the game, mm. so. And that is what a lot of um, yeah, fear that they...
3: chief ministers are handling situation through SHOs. But yeah. that's exactly, exactly. what they're They're not, then they are not uh, talking yeah. to the... Uh, and
0: that's because, of course, if you have a commander, a, yes. a, a head who yes. will probably push back and say something, but if you're yes. directly telling the SHOs no, what no, to I, do...
3: No, no, I tell you this, the Jamia thing. I spoke to senior police officers. They had no idea about it. They said, boss, message, see the... DSP ke paas, uh, gaya hoga. Uske paas bhi nahi but this is this is not As this is
2: exactly what happened in Gujarat. Ha. I mean there are recordings of Amit Shah talking to ha. people like down the packing order right. and the uh-huh. police who were arrested also. Uh, this has been happening. directly yes yeah. and oh, even so during no the chain of during the 2002 carnage there are uh, people were like there's plenty of testimony saying that police people were directly given orders like mm. people on the ground bypassing the top officers and those who protested were then checked out
1: but that's so the thing been, and these are the points that the media should be covering right now right this is like actually, the chain of command yes, being broken this is actually I mean I recommended no, but that the book thing last is, last
3: the thing week. is I knew about it but how can I write it I mean how will I establish that
1: right nobody will so I, I
3: don't have a like, like in Gujarat people recorded and all. At that time, I think it was just the beginning, but now they are much more... No, actually, more
2: uh, it happened in Bhagalpur also. Mm. Like last week, mm. I recommended that book. In Bagalpur also... The blindings the when the... No, no, the no. rights of uh, 89. Huh, there
0: was a the blinding. thing happened. The there
2: were the SPs and SSPs huh. who were directly given orders from the top. No, in this technology... And the, their superiors huh. were just bypassed like that.
1: And, uh, sir, what you said about uh, he has not given any evidence of the persecution, etc. So that... Uh, so I've written that piece In that piece I've said that I mean, i found that 31,313 people are what will benefit from this act, right? Hmm. That is the number, yeah. the only number they have given. Yes. And the fact that Amit Shah keeps saying, Arey, karo, log ko dikhegi, <laughs> that is creepy. I mean, like, how <laughs> are you saying this? Like, it, it, what no, do you mean? No, and also for the simple
0: reason, I think someone should also do a story on the Hindus of Pakistan. They are, I, I mean, they are Pakistani. Yeah. Yeah. Hindu, they are, their religion is in whatever, Hinduism, but just like for Muslims... They, you know it's that's saying the loyalties to the country so hindus of pakistan want more representation in their parliament mm. they want more rights as hindus they want to be able to practice their religion they want maybe to the, the blasphemy laws to have go reserved
2: with. seats in parliament yeah. Yeah.
0: so i mean that's their fight their fight is not key oh i mean i think rarely maybe there won't be many hindus who just want to come to india mm. oh, such they want rights there Right, In and, and that's what English English should push
3: to, for. No, no, no. See, the refugee thing is such a simple thing. If there is any refugee, you, you take, take it by merit. Yeah, uh-huh. take, <laughs> take it by, it by, by merit. If you
2: actually want to see whether they care about refugees, like Hindu refugees or not, just go to Jammu and see the west. What the so-called what people hmm. were called West Pakistani refugees hmm. who came during the 65 war and before and after I look at the conditions they're hmm. living in uh, like
1: forget utterly, utterly, utterly that UK yes yeah? in UK Terrible, yeah. when they're part yeah.
3: of 130 million
1: yes in the <laughs> United Kingdoms there was this news right like about illegal immigrants Indian immigrants being kicked out like basically UK saying take them back and India refused I mean, if you care about refugees, you you say you care about your own people and Hindus and whatever, whatever. But then there is like this bunch of people who have been kicked out of a country. Take them back. What are you doing? Like be consistent. And the please. problem I
0: think, and this is across South Asia, is that our politicians use minority rights as just identity politics. So we hmm. use minorities. We make a big deal about minority rights but it's just to pander to our own crowd. Mm. We're not doing anything to push Pakistan to be more responsible towards its minorities because that would mean we have to be responsible towards our minorities Mm. and that's what a healthy system should be. Our countries, Bangladesh, Pakistan, we should be pushing the other country to say, hey, this is, you know, uh, what you're doing to your minorities and this won't do and push like international pressure. Mm. I mean, at least in South Asia, we could do that to our own neighbors, you know, push Myanmar to be more responsible, push Bangladesh to be. But for that, you have to be responsible on your own. But how can you you do that
2: when you're (laughs) building concentration Camps for your own That's minorities. What I'm saying like
0: the. Because ultimately we don't really care about minority rights, we just care about it's more of an identity politics thing, and this is across South Asia. No, not just minority countries.
2: identity politics, the majority, because the BJP's yeah. whole sort of. Everything rests on majoritarian identity politics. Everything is Hindu, Hindustan, Hindi, Hindu Rashtra. Hmm. So that is the like sort so of the elephant in the room.
0: What do you guys make of uh, Times Now's fact check of Sadhguru and Sadhgurus? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> What's somebody happening? got fired from Times Now. <laughs> I'm sure.
1: <laughs> no, they just put out a tweet. I don't know why people made such a big deal out of it. Also, so because pe- uh, one thing that they said in that tweet was that uh, Modi Modi ne discussion nahi. that was one of their fact check that. Uh, Uh, it's something Sadhguru said about uh, NRC and NPR, etc. So their fact checked was that uh, NRC has never been discussed as admitted by PM Modi during a speech in Ramrila Medan. That's completely false. Like while fact checking also, you're giving false news saying that NRC was never discussed where there are six instances where Amit Shah yeah. has said it in parliament. There are Prime two instances. Yeah, even yeah. the president announced it in a joint session. Yes.
0: And uh, Narendra Modi shared the thing also, Sadhguru. <laughs> ah, that, exactly. yeah. that was that the
3: point. That is yeah. the design.
0: Brilliantly no, no, highlights not, our not, culture of brotherhood. Not
3: just Narendra Modi, uh, Amit, Amit Shah. Shah also. So that is, that they're all uh, Hindu style of, uh, you know, ruling a country where the Pracharaks are given uh, some importance. Ki tum karo asmaas, us mm-hmm. type you know, also
2: because why they ch- I think why they chose this guy is because he is one like properly Hindu guru with a great English who can speak Mm. English well and so he reaches out to the elite and the middle class and everybody. But the best bit about that video was that he is complaining, the guru is complaining about people not reading the act and Mm. then he says, I haven't read read the (laughs) act.
0: In today's day and age where you can just open up your phone and read the act, what does it say? What does the CAA say? Any student
3: can read it, but all of them are coming and behaving like illiterate people. They're studying in premier universities and how come they can't read the damn act?
0: I even wondered, have I missed something really? (laughs) Have I missed some aspect
3: of it? Because I have not read the act fully, I only
0: know it from the newspapers and whatever else is there in the… generally out there.
3: No, it was. It wasn't just the Sadguru. Uh, there were other gurus also who have been preaching in their uh, the melons and all. Yeah, so yeah but I'm saying the Prime Minister Prime and the Home Minister, Minister
1: decided to pick decided this guy to, up uh, because. Tweet, yeah. yeah, but also one more out. thing that happened, bizarre thing that happened is Prime Minister launching a Twitter trend last week India where he was like, India supports CAA. C- C- <laughs> C- and he was like, uh, India supports C A A, like you know whatever, and then. Um, The IT cell came in and they started of course plastering Twitter with like India support CA tweets because the prime minister started the trend and then the next day they were supposed to do it again and someone I think made the mistake of because what happens is when the IT cell posts tweets on Twitter, it has this Google Doc where there are drafted tweets. So. Accounts just come in, they copy paste the tweet onto Twitter and then start posting. So there's a flurry of tweets and then it starts trending. Uh next day what happened? I think someone made a mistake in the Google Doc and they wrote India supports CCA. So India supports CCA so started. India supports CCA started trending and everybody was asking, What is the new lo- what is this new law they have brought up? CCA, CCA. kyahbaya? And
0: it's like it's so bizarre. But I think Sadguru is just his utterances on I don't know why he talks on politics and he makes such an ass of himself every time and he, he wants to always enter into these political discussions mm. where he has nothing to add to it. So you can uh, actually we'll clip to the um, uh, his little uh, intervention on CA and RC and you can listen to it. We'll provide a link to that. But I think uh, the interesting thing was there was a lot of conspiracy theories going around why Times is fact-checking him. <laughs> and actually, Indu Jain was one of the owners. She's of the Jain, the famous Jain fa- family, is a big devotee Bennett of Shri Bennett you mean? Yeah, Bennett mm-hmm. Coleman. She's a big devotee of the Shri, uh, Shri Shri Ravi Shankar. So back when Art of Living got into that soup with uh, NGT over there, you know, uh, Yamuna Day celebrations, Times was the only one. They didn't run anything on the NGT. They were just talking about how beautiful this event is. So back then, I'd done a story of how Indu Jain is a big devotee of Shri Shri and how... Uh, she's kind of, he's been there at inaugurations for her and she's gone there to like in, inaugurate art centres for her. So there was a conspiracy theory ki, Is this like a back-end war of the Babas? <laughs> is, is Shri Shri trying to like cut Jaggi to size? With one tweet. That's just With ridiculous. One, yeah, it's, it's a bit ridiculous because even Jaggi is kind of, you know, he's, uh, Times does promote him in the speaking tree thing that they mm. do that supplement on spiritual stuff that they take out. He's quite prominent. But I think it's quite interesting why they would have put that tweet out, especially because it's just a tweet.
1: Also, it's very uncharacteristic of And I'm surprised that Shri, Shri
0: has not spoken yet. Double Shri should be yeah. saying something about this. Double Shri. Okay, next up, I think. Um, how many of you know of the poem of Faiz Ahmad Faiz on us, this I table? You know of the poem. I, I read
1: it because of this news.
0: You read it because of the answer. You, I've as a ghazal you've listened to it. You yes. listened to it. Uh, and
3: I, I, in fact, uh, asked by people to do a story on this Faz is
0: one of, of my
2: heroes i mean as soon
3: yeah.
0: as i got Faces so is. one of the lines of the poem says sab Girae giraye jayenge bas naam rahega allah ka hum dekhenge
2: sab tak jayenge sab taj utha le jayenge bas naam rahega allah ka jo main bhi hu aur tum bhi ho
0: and then, uh, what, what there's a line on but also na there, there's a, is there a line that says something about but just read the whole poem se,
2: no sab but uthwaye jayenge so basically when all the fa- false idols are removed from the from God's earth.
0: Okay. So now this for some reason people think is anti-Hindu. I mean not people, specifically IIT Kanpur. Hmm. The genius IIT Kanpur professors think that this is uh, anti-Hindu because it talks about Buth. But it's so stupid because he's talking about false idols. He it's not is, even like I mean, Id- this It's not is a what thing happens, against idol worshipping. This
2: is what happens when you deconstruct contextualized stuff mm. so faz was a card carrying communist he mm. was awarded the lenin prize by the soviet union i mean it doesn't get more communist than that
1: <laughs> okay. and he was an atheist also no obviously yeah. i mean yeah, yeah. because and he was a
2: commie yeah he was a friend of edward Said's and all that he used to edit the uh, uh, yasser arafat's newspaper and stuff he was jailed in pakistan for his views he was exiled and his Poems on exile are like the best there are. Hmm. Uh, he was exiled for that. When he talks about this, what he's talking about is a communist revolution. Hmm. But the thing is, because every one of us, even when we talk in our daily lives, the art we create, the words we speak, our idiom, our metaphors yes. come yeah. from the culture yes. we live in, we exactly, grow up in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that that's, I mean, if you are a Hindu... Your idiom will come from the Hindu culture, yes. and yes. especially in this part of the world, religion is the dominant factor in your sort of that, that shapes the culture. Hmm. So your idiom will definitely come Absolutely. from that. Absolutely. And these, I mean, this one bit where he says, "Jo bhi tum mm-hmm. he is chan- out here. He is channeling uh, Mansoor, the guy who said Anal Haq. I am the truth. Hmm. And he was stoned for that. This is back in the 8th, ninth century Baghdad. Hmm. So he was supposed to be this heretic Muslim hmm. who said, I am truth, and he just denied God. But he was like, in the Sufi tradition, he was he had reached that consciousness where he could say that I'm yeah. one with God. Right. So he's channeling that. He's channeling a lot of communist struggles. And his idiom, obviously, is Islamic because hmm. he grew up with that. Hmm. So to say that this is against, what? Para- yeah. I mean, then, uh, so there's this... Uh, Famous ghalib ki Kazal, one verse goes hmm. One says, What does this
1: mean?
2: My faith, literal sort of translation, my faith is stopping me, but kufr, as in like unfaith, unbelief is attracting me. Ah. Kaaba is before me. Khalissa is the church. Church mm. is after like mm, mere me.
0: Mm.
2: Imagine somebody calling Golib uh, like an Islamist or anti Hindu person or something. Yeah. That's like the heights no, of exactly. the Exactly. And also
0: in the spiritual Sufi tradition or um, even in Hinduism, there is a tradition that speaks that finally there is no God. Mm. And that God is you mm. and that you are God. Yes. It, it speaks of I mean idol worship is anyway not central to uh, Hinduism in a way that it's not like you. Ha- if you're a Hindu, you must idol worship. Mm. These are forms of expressions, and I Even think.
1: Like, too- uh, I was looking at this clip, uh, I think he said it during an Arnab Goswami interview. The Prime Minister said that uh, we go by the definition that Hindu is a way of life, that the Supreme Court had said that Hindu is a way of life, so we don't believe that it is a religion, right? But like in, in today's day, Someone like Faiz, if he existed, he would get the same treatment that he got back then. You know, he would be stoned to death. He would be like cursed. He would be put in jail. I mean, what is happening to, I mean, I don't want to compare, but Chandrasekhar Azad would be Faiz as well, right? You know, that would be happening to him by by uttering these sort of, sort of ungodly things.
3: Half of our shares, even Sahir Uh will be banned I think going by what is happening right now absolutely (laughs) and I think the
2: IIT panel which is doing this is actually imagining that he's here this is typical what you do like say if you are an Islamophobe you'll pick up select verses of Quran put them out of context you are a Hindu you'll put up some verses from the Vedas and uh, give them out of you give no, them Manusprity out of mind yeah. I mean, that can't yeah. be big.
0: but so and it's wait, not does like there is something
2: like and you'll say okay this is this and everything is bad he is anti muslim anti hindu and blah 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 yeah. when he's talking about takht yeah. giraye jayenge taj shalay jayenge he's talking about ul <laughs> <No. about laughs> <No>. haq <laughs> when he's talking about and
0: he's about not exactly he's not some invader ke, who's saying yeah mai masoom ke paon
2: tale jab dharti dhadkegi he's talking about a communist revolution yeah when In the fact, common men have the power and the takht and taaj will be like destroyed
0: in fact I was listening to this very famous song by Dushyant Kumar which is again a very revolutionary poem and one of the verses says mere seene me nahi to tere seene me sahi ho kahin bhi aag lekin aag jalni chahiye Now I can sing this in a protest and they'll be ho kahin bhi aag aag jalni chahi hai. she's promoting our son her in I mean you know yeah. any poetry can then be just transformed into and something and you know the you know, na- sorry
2: ghalib again yeah. khuda yeah. ke vaaste parda nakabe se utha zalim kahin aisa na ho ya bhi wahi kafir sanam nikale. Oh, okay I mean that is
0: bigger my audience so and <laughs>
2: uh, no, basically he is uh, talking about in in a romantic sense or if you say like there's this concept of like when the poets are talking about ish and love, they usually refer to it in the spiritual sense not mm. in the romantic mm-hmm, sense mm-hmm. so he's talking about don't so If you have to understand this, you have to understand the history of Kaaba and Makkah. Mm. So when the Prophet came to conquer Makkah, basically, so they removed the idols from Makkah, Mm. which were there 360 idols and all that. So that was the assertion of the Muslim rule in the Arabian Peninsula. There were idols? Inside the Kaaba, before Islam came. Uh. So they removed those idols when Makkah was conquered. And that was basically, it was a political statement that now Islam is the dominant force in Arabia. So this is our rule now. He is referring to that. But when he talks about don't lift the veil of the Kaaba because I'm afraid that Sanam is both hmm. the idol. Hmm. I'll see that. He's talking about his mashuk, about his lover, about right. his beloved. Hmm. He's not talking literally about that.
0: There's really no difference when you compare this to like Islamic fundamentalists who then because Rumi and all have used alcohol or mekhana or pemana and even a lot of uh, like gazelles that Nusrat Tatele Khan has sung almost all of them that talk about God are talk about you know uh, use allegory hmm. and people have a problem with it because oh alcohol oh paimana oh, it's as daft as that even this famous In- gazelle no like to make gorak dhanda ho uh, ah. where Nusrat Tatele Khan sings mm. about God. Mm. I don't know who it's by, but I would... He it. will He'll... also
3: be banned. <laughs>
0: Haan, and and he's, he's basically banned. saying that God is a sham. I mean, he's ah, kind of... Yes. But the whole poem is beautiful, beautiful. because he's actually saying... Beautiful. He's talking about the injustices of life and everything ah. that he sees around The yeah. uh, like uh,
3: Commercialization of...
1: Varun Grover did this poem. Did you guys hear it? The the Kages. That's very nice. You yeah,
0: know, that, like, has, that
3: has... Uh, Rahul Ram has... Yeah, he's it composed it and made it yeah. into but a song. I think song. for
0: me, more than, okay, there'll always be fools who'll say, oh, this is anti-national or that we should. For me, it's amazing that there are journalists, if you can, I mean, people Call like Jaggi that. and all. I mean, they're actually seeing sense in this. This is so How is dangerous he? for, you know, Leila. I don't know if you guys have seen Leila. Uh, no, and like, you know what? It has, has a scene where Faiz, Aymer, yeah. Faiz is actually banned and you look at these dystopian movies where poetry is banned and there it's are actually happening. people
1: who we are... We are, are, in, dystopia. Dystopia. <laughs> Basically, Basically,
2: we are in dystopia. revolutionary po- poetry revolutionary books, there are so many people have been arrested because mm. they had communist literature in their homes. Yes. Mm. And, uh,
1: you know, the funny thing in all this is, these, like, for instance, Jaggi, etc., who is seeing sense in this, I don't understand how they inherently believe that Hindu, the religion that they follow and, you know, worship or, like, are fighting for is so insecure, you know. Like mm-hmm. I mean, this shows that a large section of the Hindu population, if they are supporting this, you were course, supposed you're
3: to. Know. You're forgetting your roots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like I mean, Nagpur. why is why is Hindu as a religion being pre- projected in such an
2: insecure way? I mean, it
1: just but that's shows why, that's
0: everywhere. Majoritarianism is always no. Insecure. no Hinduism isn't insecure.
2: It's these people. This particular. What they call Hindutva, that is insecure because it only exists if it excludes everybody else. But then say that
1: it's anti-Hindutva, no? They don't say it's anti-Hindu. Uh, that That's doesn't my work. Thing. Oh, come on. That You're doesn't being
2: so naive. Work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. That Why doesn't work. <laughs> if you have to sell the idea, I mean, Hindutva is not a religion. Huh. Hinduism is the religion. Yeah. 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 To sell it to exactly. 130 crore people, like uh, he said, exactly. you have Actually, to say Hinduism. Hinduism. is
0: the religion. Hindutva is the way of life. Under the <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's their new... And anyway, I mean, uh, the... One point I'd like to make. I mean, all it's true of all poetry and especially Urdu poetry. I mean, it only talks in metaphors. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I
2: think the I mean the most evocative metaphor I have ever come across is the Urdu Word Sanam. I mean Bollywood has sort of bastardized it now. But the that metaphor is so beautiful and so apt. Sanam means both, idol. When a poet is talking about Sanam, basically means his blood. Mm -hmm. And now imagine, like, Mm -hmm. you have a both, you have an idol, which is like lifeless basically, Mm. which doesn't talk to you, doesn't hear you, but it's everything to you, it's
3: your God.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, if on the other side, if there's a really terrible, like some Muslim fundamentalist mm-hmm. who doesn't understand context and all that and somebody says Sanam in his poetry, and same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You're kafir. Yeah. I think we uh, should... Which go. happened also to Ghalib to Iqbal. Yeah. Iqbal was issued a fatwa because he didn't have a beard. Mm. And he wrote this poem called uh, Shikwa and uh, Jawabi Shikwa. Shikwa is basically his complaint to God. Mm. And then he wrote a counter poem which is basically God sort of answering his com- complaints yeah and so he was how can like issued a yeah fatwa yeah, with that like yeah. an
1: rti basically and then he would he can file an appeal <laughs> i think I guess. what we should
0: sure. do is we should really attend this panel that would be really fun to see what like what proof are they giving to declare uh, fairs anti hindu
1: i'm sorry i'm stuck with the hinduism hindutva thing but i want to read one tweet by Devdutt patnaik which highlights the difference. Oh God. Hey, please, Devdutt Patnaik is a good man, please. He may
0: okay. be a good man, but we don't want to read his tweets. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Hindu
1: is he The says, only
0: tweet you are allowed to read.
1: Hinduism is equal to the more you immerse yourself in Vedas, the less you argue, the more you appreciate other people's inadequacies. And Hindutva is equal to the less you read, the more vociferous and cocky you become chuckling at others to show your wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely agree
2: with that. <laughs> That's true of all extremism, I mean.
0: So we can go into a discussion on Iran and then maybe one more thing before we wrap up. But before that, I'll read two letters because I haven't read a single letter yet. So... Uh, this letter is from the person doesn't want to be named I think because their name is not here. Hello NL team, I've been a long time subscriber now. I took a few months to renew my subscription because the app was being terribly bad but I'm happy to be back. Yes, thank you. I want you to write in for a, two quick comments based on the discussion on Hafta 256 and ask a couple of questions. On Periyar and BJP getting it wrong in the south, I'm inclined to think the BJP in Kerala and TN do this to see if there's any impetus to steer the political discourse away from the localized non-Hindi, non-Hindu ones and towards the Hindutva narrative. I do agree, like yeah, maybe this like Hindu is the broad umbrella that they want everyone to come under. The example from Kerala where I'm from was when they tried to wish Malayalis a happy Vanam Jayanti instead of Onam. And Malayalis united to push back this effort to change the narrative and make the festival about Vaman, the Hindu Brahman boy, instead of Dalit King Mahabali. On the discussion on centrism, I agree with Manisha. Yes, good. You're a smart person. Isn't that why you
1: picked this letter, Manisha? (laughs) That is
0: why. You're so smart. I mean, uh, (laughs) oh my God. And there seems to be some lack of clarity on how you were all trying to define the term. I agree. I don't think examples of newsrooms are a good way to understand political centrism at all, considering that their aim in most cases isn't to take a political position on an issue, but to put up a performance as them playing to the gallery and not being centrist as Abidandan argued political parties are a better example as Anand mentioned that's true maybe we should view it more in terms of a political stance
2: no but the I disagree I mean also it, that presupposes that everything else is apolitical that's not true mm-hmm. no no
0: like as a to purely understand it we should probably look at political but parties you can't no, but though, centrism can't
2: is more an uh, economic ideology than a political ideology yeah. as such it's it a socio-economic and yeah, socio-economic ideology, ideology and, and our and parties political do not ideology. give a shit
1: about all of this
2: yeah. and and uh, our but parties I agree with this point that these terms are loosely applied especially Many, no. in the Indian context yeah. Yeah. I mean right and left makes little sense in India no it doesn't because this I think all parties
1: are left in India
2: no I, mean, if by I, that I think it's the other way around I mean where do you place socially, s- say BJP socially, for example
1: socially they are right but uh, economically, they, I will still consider them as left. Who? BJP. Uh, come on. Yeah, they're they're all for welfare. What are you saying? No. They're
2: all for. Giving they're all, all for privatization. They're all, all for uh, giving away the uh, state but resources. But they haven't done any of long, it as yet. Long, as long, as long, as It's Indians, not outsiders, and preferably if it's upper caste Hindus who have the resources. Like they are doing privatization left, right and center right now.
1: So, but again, they haven't done it till now. If we go from this but point that is forward, the idea. they might convert. No, no, that is the idea. If no, you see the RSS's
3: world Commerce view. wanted to do privatization. Nah. If the it's Air R- India, privatization of Air India is hanging for the past 25 Absolutely. years. That's exactly
2: what I'm saying. Mm. So they are not left economically. That's what I'm saying. No, but so they are fine. though.
1: Because I mean, okay, go policy wise. Go policy wise. Okay. Okay. Privatization, again, a very economically right policy. I get it, right? Ayushman. Ayushman. Uh, Ayushman, Bharat, which is the insurance thing. Okay. The other part, if you look at it, Manrega, they're still continuing it. Aadhaar, for better welfare delivery, which means they are doing a
2: lot of welfare still. Even, no, that, that is, even That is out of necessity. That is not out of ideology. That's what I'm saying. Even so the free LPG the- scheme all of that yes, is very welfare in a, based in a desperately poor country you don't have a way out you have to do that for but now but exactly my so, point but where the point is where do the store uh, where do the re- who has the ownership of the resources
3: not handouts these are basically subsidies by, giving. but if they are doing both by assigning them uh, the leftist status we are not uh, appreciating what they are doing no 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 I, I'm <laughs> but, but uh, yes uh, if I you want g- to see uh, welfare as a leftist mm. uh, kind of thing then mm. they are doing it yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying.
2: It's out of necessity. It's there. Even the RSS's whole... Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. What, what, what is there? This thing... Uh, so what do they call that? The, their economic theory... Everything should be Indian and. Ha ha, making Indian. Huh. has this component. It has to be Saudeshi, Everything in India. But the means of production, the wealth has to reside in this particular class of people Even in the last people.
1: monkey bath, uh, Modi said that, oh, buy only Indian products, etc. <laughs> he gave an appeal to the public to revive the economy. We must buy Indian or some shit. Right?
2: Yes, exactly. So but No, but I absolutely agree
1: with your point where he said that, you know, they can't help it. But that is exactly my point. Mm. Because they are operating in a country like India, they cannot have an ideology which is completely right or completely
2: That right? is what I'm saying. Even in like the West, say in the US in Britain, even the hardcore libertarians, they have to give out some Absolutely. social mm-hmm. social security so net. Ideology because this is the necessity. You can't help yeah. it. And but if they had their way and which if they continue at this pace, they'll have their way, they'll do this. And economically, I mean, giving a social security net, that alone doesn't count. If the means of production, if the your wealth is concentrated in a few private hands, mm. so you give Giving some stuff to the poor people isn't really a welfare state. Mm, Because they don't have ownership of the wealth.
0: Okay, now uh, this, I'm just continuing with the letter. Uh, This is a question coming from some ignorance about regulatory mechanisms on media in India. Is there any as such? I know there are some that have no real power, but for instance, if someone was to go to court against Adarshan for the kind of language they use, would there be any respite from the judiciary? You can go to court under defamation laws and you can go to the NBSA, that's a sort of a regulator,
2: Self-regulator. a
0: self-regulatory body. But that they usually don't work because you'll go there, and even if suppose they say that Sudarshan is guilty of blah blah blah, Sudarshan can just show them the middle finger and not appear for mm. any of the hearings. Or so. Information
3: takes years. Yeah,
0: I think the only respite for a person, suppose like I feel like I need to go against Sudarshan for what they're showing. I can go take respite for defamation laws and hurting religious sentiments I guess huh, but fact- I, I mean, mean there are plenty fact- of criminal to, procedures you can
3: go to press council of India also but, again, but that's, that's again
0: not uh, they can
3: just
2: reprimand
0: reprimand they can't no there's if you go no to
2: courts they might likely be on vacation like the supreme court is now <laughs> when the country is burning <laughs> so the only I think the only way out is to support independent media yes, yes. so go to newslaundry.com subscribe you
0: are doing Abhinandan's <laughs> job well <laughs> yeah. I Sub- completely subscribe forgot to. <laughs> to News Laundry
2: and uh Keep media no, free like, and independent, yes. and that's the only way out of yeah, this. It yeah, is. true.
0: I'm a little worried about having regulatory mechanisms in a country like India also because more often than not it would be used against an NDTV rather than a Uh You know, because especially if you look at the sort of circular, even after NRC and CAA protests, the circular that the government issued was that uh, news channels much refrain from showing what is anti national. Mm-hmm. And what is anti-national is not Sudarshan showing Arundhati Roy as Shroop Nakha, that horrible that poster that they made. Poster. It'll be NDTV showing protests. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit worrying, but I think Sudarshan, the bigger problem is the patronage and enjoys from political parties. People like Amit Shah Modi meet him. People like Kapil Sibal and Digvijay go give him interviews. So that's what's really scary for me. Uh, the idea of having subscribers on Hafta is very interesting. Just wanted to check what dates that would be for and whether you'd still have space for the people. All the best and wish you all happy new year. Excellent. So, Ivneet, who's our new producer, uh, please take note of this person. We should definitely call him or her on board and we'd love to have you uh, talk. We love having our subscribers and chatting with them. On many occasions, they are more sensible than us. <laughs> Another one uh, is from Vikas Saurabh. Hi, Abhinandan. During this week's Hafta, I think your argument against being a centrist in general doesn't make sense. Uh, it's not possible to take middle ground in all cases. Manisha tried to tell what she took the definition to be, which you brushed aside, saying that if everyone comes with their own definition, then what does the statement even mean? See, I'm always brushed aside. Poor me. I'm hoping I understood these as you intended. For the latter, I think unless someone is being pedantic, the colloquial usage works out fine. Yes, you can argue that what's accepted as colloquial, but that I think is an endless recursion. Example, as you've mentioned multiple times, that Western notion of liberal doesn't match up here. Which
2: is I'm exactly misquoting. what uh, yeah, exactly what I'm saying. For, yeah, saying. for the
0: first point though I think even left wing right wing liberal conservative are notions that no one generally in all cases abides to. As an example I think most hafta listeners and I guess you too would consider Madhu to be left leaning but numerous times in hafta we've heard her bashing you for not standing up for national anthem in theaters that I feel is quite right wing behavior. <laughs> I am uh, yeah she's quite a nationalist. Yeah. I am of course not trying to criticize Madhu here I'm just trying to point out that even, you can criticize us also. Yeah. I'm just trying to point out that even accepted labels are likely not generally applicable. I think labels indicate common behaviors. Hoping that I'm already not bashed up on Hafta already and that the arguments make sense and it should follow that what Manisha was trying to say, that she's mostly centrist. Yes, no one's going to argue with You're me. you Today there's no Abhinandan, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm with you. Y'all. You're centrist. Yeah, yeah, I am. Why? Oh God, I don't want to get into that Not again. why, what does that
1: even mean? <laughs> yeah, what does it mean? Yeah, <laughs> No Shut Manisha, up. please tell me.
0: I Pithla, wasn't there Pithla last time. Listen to me last my position. <laughs> FWIW, what's up? For boomers and old millennials, this is for, for what, what it's worth. Hot. Oh, I, fuck, I'm a boomer, man. And these acronyms aren't used to save time, rather to keep useful information density na? Sentence higher. Manisha almost towards the end did say the argument that no labeling can be applied too generally, but she was ganged up on Bigly. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Always being ganged up by these gang of men. Excuse the typos, phone keyboards have a mind of their own. Thank you so much for your letter. And I will pass this on to Abhinandan also so he stops ganging up on me. I'll read just one letter quickly and then we can get into the Iran discussion. This is Ayusha Yangar. Hi guys. Slash Abhinandan. Great job on Asad doing oAC and GD Bakshi interview. Thank you. I'll pass this on to him. There's also a lot of YouTube videos being put out which should really help NL grow quicker. Yes, that's the idea in 2020. We want to do a lot of YouTube stuff. We want to constantly give you lots of videos and interviews to watch so that your subscription is worth it because most of them are going to be behind the paywall and Mufat course will not be able to watch it.
1: I just did an interview with uh, Professor Rajiv Gauda, who is Indian National Congress uh, Member of Parliament. He's extremely educated. He taught economics for 22 years in IIM, Bangalore and in the US. So please do go watch that interview that is uh, only for subscribers. So it is your treat basically. And <laughs> what I do in the interview is, uh, I don't really go into politics much, but I ask him some extremely noob questions about economics. Because, hey, how how many times do you get a professor from IIM sitting in front of you, right, <laughs> to answer these questions? So I was like, hey, <laughs> yeah, ice breaking <laughs> questions. I also asked him if he wants to be the next Prime Minister of India. He can't be. What?
0: I'll answer that for him. <laughs> no, he, he's like, I'm <laughs> a. <laughs>
1: He's like I'm. I'm happy being an MP, okay. but not the PM.
3: But ah. I, I could see the blush. <laughs> yeah, you could see the blush. So everybody wants to be prime minister, you know. Sir, you <laughs> be prime minister. but I'm not politics में
1: नहीं sir Aap bhi ban jaun, sir.
3: <laughs>
0: I used to goes on to say I love nuisance but I'm hoping it will evolve into a John Oliver-like show where some research goes into the facts along with the lampooning like a nuisance constitution fusion and LL parlance I totally agree I really want nuisance to become maybe like take just one topic and then Explore it threadbare. So, along with the lampooning, we also give you some, you know, which we've been trying to do that over the past few episodes. we we'll you try that more. I also urge you to try and showcase more opinions from the right as it helps to hear both sides of the story. Though the NL team is primarily young and probably more left leaning. Though I'm personally against categorizing and bucketing people based on directions, left, he right, already or did. ideological You leaning. already bucketed, no, he didn't.
1: bucketed he didn't. us, though, no? primarily oh, young talking. and probably more left leaning. But left-leaning. he's saying, though, I don't like.
0: I am more of a liberal but always wary of getting caught up in a bubble. I totally agree. I think we should really watch out for the bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to listen to the other side and we should at least try in our columns and our writing uh, get you more uh, people from the right and on Hafta also we're going to try no, and make I... an effort but what happens often is that many of the people on the right don't want to come to news laundry because they think Abhinandan will eat them up after the Viveka Grijotri. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my assumption. I think they're a little you know, scared.
2: But not scared, but I think
0: they don't want to be in a place where they feel so like... It's but not they it's not for realize lack it. of
2: trying, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's not lack of trying. No, but but we do
2: publish, I mean, lots of stuff from the uh, right point of view. Uh, opinion pieces and stuff. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's the only other place story where we cannot can... cannot be right. Obviously, story. that's huh. what I'm saying. So story opinion should is the only give you both place sides. where we can
0: So that we and try do that. and do all the time. I mean, stories should be fair. We can't give a right-wing report, but <laughs> for that, go to Open India. I mean, it's not even a report. Anyway, mm-hmm. please... Keep up the good work and constant struggle to stay unbiased. Thank you. Though we don't like to use the word bias and unbiased because we believe everyone does have. But we try and stay fair.
2: And uh, since we are talking about Op India, uh, so today we'll be publishing a very comprehensive report on how Op India works, what kind of work they do, and what kind of stuff they publish, yeah. who are their favorite targets. It'll be, uh, so it is already published uh, in Hindi. Hindi. So today we'll be publishing the same thing in English. This is and it. it's really, worth, would be worth your time. What it's it over 4,000 so it words. that
1: uh, when it was published in Hindi, the Op India editor did a one and a half hour show on it, yes. <laughs> trying to counter it. So, <laughs> so please go to
2: News Laundry later today and uh, read the article.
0: So we can just discuss the Iran thing and then we can wrap this hafta up. So Qasem Soleimani, who's the commander of their Iranian military's elite force, and he's like the second in command there. He was supposed to be the successor also. He's like the man there. Maybe they're Amit Shah, but with an army that reports to them. He is
2: more there like the chief spy master kind of a person. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we can't say well. This is it like no, the double name. No. No, he's no, no. also a guy with political clout and anyway, Iran's a different country altogether. But he's basically a very important person. And previously the US he's been in the crosshairs of the US military apparatus and there have been like questions on targeting him or not, but that hasn't been done for the fear of Iran activating its terror cells, quote unquote, across the world. But he's finally been killed in a drone strike. What does this mean for the Middle East, Maharaj? Are we gonna are we gonna see a war, and where will India be in this?
2: India doesn't figure in this. I mean, other we than that, we are traditionally
0: supporters supporters of Iran, no? Uh,
2: not since these guys came to power. Okay. So there have been more Israel and uh, pro-US, but yeah, I mean, there's a You, you think know, something Iran will like
3: this. India, maybe
2: not directly, but there will always be. I mean, you don't uh, pour. Oil and fire, and expect nothing to happen. There's going to be <laughs> something, right? There's going to be a reaction, and the way it's already a powder keg, and you do stuff like this, it's going to have a blowback. How, where, which, which way? That we'll have to see. As far as this guy is concerned, he was a he was basically the tip of the Iranian military spear, sort of. So he was running their operations in Syria, in Iraq, in Lebanon, uh, lazing with the Hezbollah. Mm. So, and even the fight against ISIS, Al-Qaeda, the Iraqi Iraqis fighting them, the Syrians fighting them, he was
3: sort of uh,
2: overseeing everything. So, he is, he is a huge, huge...
3: Is there any collateral damage? I mean, I mean, I'm very uh, intrigued by the fact that with such precision, they have killed just one guy or... No, there they was were, uh, he was mm. traveling with... Interesting question. So...
2: Uh, this didn't happen in isolation as such if you remember 2 days ago there was an attack on the us embassy mm-hmm. in baghdad mm-hmm. by this uh, group of uh, by this militia it's called the Kataib Hezbollah. and there were strikes like before this Three strikes before
1: this and then before that there was a american yes. citizen so who was this
2: uh, this sort of an umbrella group of militias mm. in iraq called the uh, popular mobilization units i think or population mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's that's what it's called It was raised in 2014. The idea was to, when the ISIS captured Mosul, so these were part of the resistance. They are state-backed. The former Iraqi Prime Minister, Al-Abidi, was its commander in chief at one point, and it had the backing of Al-Sistani, who's the top uh, Shia cleric in um, Iraq. So they were fighting against and They had, like, obviously, they drew uh, ISIS out of Iraq. And uh, they, because they are Shia, Shiite and... They got help from Iran. This guy, uh, Soleimani, he was sort of overseeing that. They also fought uh, in Syria against ISIL alongside Assad because he's Iran's ally. And two days ago, the attack on the U.S. embassy was carried out by these people, mm. apparently. That's mm. what being said. Mm. So, and there was a lot of blowback in the U.S. Donald Trump is usual. He's, I'll just read he's his tweet. Yeah, he's weak. He doesn't do anything yeah. and stuff. So, I think this was sort of prompted by that. So, after so he the- was traveling with one of the commanders of mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. militia. And two, three people from that militia were also killed.
0: Oh, yeah, and uh, the, but it was a it was a targeted attack on the convoy. So I'm guessing those guys in the convoy are obviously dead. No, because There's also, no- so
2: the Baghdad airport was mm. there was this green zone America had established in Iraq mm. after they uh, invaded. At baghdad airport bagram air base baghdad airport this was at the heart of that so mm. this is still sort of the green zone so oh. they i mean they'll have every inch of that place mapped and everything mm. so if any there's one place where they can do a precision strike with the most Precision. Hmm. That is the place. And they, is, uh,
1: hmm. like Trump, basically, after the embassy attack happened, he had tweeted uh, that Iran will be fully held responsible for the lives lost or damage incurred at any of our facilities. They will pay a very big price. This is not a warning; it is a threat. Happy New Year. And
0: this was when uh, American, American embassy. American embassy.
1: Was... And then after that, this happened. Basically, uh, the, the whole point being that um, I think in the US and. I mean, I follow US politics, but I follow it through late night shows, right? I mean, like Trevor Noah and Hmm. all of these people. So based on that, so all of my knowledge, so forgiveness if I... Have like very surface level opinions about this, but uh, um, what I think is happening is that Donald Trump is in a situation where his impeachment is losing it, and the other side he is trying to uh, sort of do exactly what Modi did, which is the, like the surgical strike or whatever. So we are seeing like a repeat of that in America, where now he's just creating enemies out of Iran and then having like these attacks, like major attacks, yeah. killing people. Uh, basically, people will vote for him based on his military action now rather than what he's doing otherwise or his corruption charges or anything this that completely
0: sort. actually sets aside uh, attention from away from his impeachment to what he's exactly, done exactly, exactly. Yeah. But this is
3: the major problem is this is going to escalate it's at the international level
0: this is that's what
3: Iran. And, and, right? I, I no no. So the war is not conventional. You don't fight conventional war Right. Hmm. So you have guerrilla wars. You have different kind of wars. So Skolicious. now let us see what Iran is going to do. Hmm. So they are not going to uh, you know attack. U.S. Mm -hmm. policy—they will attack in a different way, but this is going to escalate. It's going to
0: no. I think uh, real uncertainty uh, since Mm
2: -hmm. this is a developing story will it will become more clear later. Mm -hmm. So for now, what I think is Donald Trump's first impulse is anti-interventionist. So he's not like the person who will go to war because he's been trying to pull America back. But the people who he has staffed his administration with—Mike Pompeo, Mike Mm -hmm. Pence—they're like hardcore. Neocons, hmm. so they have been gunning for a war with Iran since the Bush hmm. time. So this is their wet dream come true. Hmm. So they've been trying and trying and trying, and finally, I think. But they and pushed and actually him to Trump was
0: one to of to the only U.S. presidents who was actually pulling back pulling from wars. Back, he was yeah. he was actually coming out of it, and his big pitch was also that America is done with wars, and we can't keep sending our soldiers, and we're bleeding money, and we need to pull our forces away. But this is an active. Intervention like That is said. exactly
2: what happened. When uh, they did the airstrikes in Syria, he was against it for the longest yeah. time.
0: But you
1: think but he didn't know and 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 He pulled, he pulled no. them no, back also knew. a few times. Like they were uh, about to attack someone in Syria and then they, he ordered the planes to come back. Yes, yeah.
2: because he his first impulse is that because that's what yeah. it was his big pitch in the mm. election. Mm. Mm. He basically made the economic argument that we're spending so much money it's a waste of money. We are losing lives and we are not achieving anything. Mm. Then... In Syria, again, even when he stayed in Syria, the argument was economic. Mm -hmm. We'll keep only... as many uh, people as are required to secure mm. the oil fields, mm. we need mm. the oil. Rest the country can mm. go to hell. Same mm. thing with the Kurds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So h- that
1: is his impulse. And he pulled back troops after that, also, no U- U.S. Yes, troops. Yes, he yeah. yeah. He has been pulling Afghanistan, Afghanistan, yeah. from Afghanistan, mm-hmm.
2: from Iraq. Yeah, yeah. But this thing, I mean, like these, his entire administration is neocon because he didn't have a political base, sort of, say, of his own before he became president. Hmm. So all his people are mostly the Bush administration people, some from the Obama time also, and they are hard. In your list, Mike Pompeo, if you go Mike Pence, if you go back to their speeches from before, hmm. they're like, I mean, they put Modi and Amit Shah to shame.
0: <laughs> also, Seriously. I think there will be a lot of people who want to compare this to surgical strike, but I think it's important to recognize that lots of difference. One, they actually hit a target which the military and the government has said this was our target yeah. and this is what we've got. Yeah. So there's very clear intelligence coming out of the government. We still don't know 200, 300 people were killed or not. Terror me terror commander mara gaya ya what happened that was it's we still, still don't know
3: anything developing.
0: of what happened in know. Balakot but here is like clearly they've taken down a target which is big um I'm gonna read the last letter and until then you guys can just tell me quickly tell me your recommendations you can pull them out and then I'll come to you so this last letter is from Akshat uh, he says I've been a subscriber for three years now and I want to congratulate you for continued good work thank you thank you I want to start with the complaint. I have complained about it earlier in an email, but I wanted to restate my grouse about the poor quality of audio of your remote guests. Referring to Anand's audio quality in 256, I'm sure you can do better because the quality of the subscriber from Mysore Ahmedabad who joined later was definitely very good. So if we need to check on Anand's audio quality and it's true that we repeatedly have issues with Anand's audio quality. Uh, I will come back to the primary reason I'm writing this email. It is slightly technical, but I want to address it because it's very widely held fallacy, so bear with me. In Haftar 256, you talked about the life expectancy of Indian women in Periyar's time, which was around 35-40 years. From this, you seem to have drawn the conclusion that adult women from Periyar's time would have died at much younger age as compared to their adult millennial granddaughters. I want to point out the fallacy in this conclusion. Since Periyar's time, life expectancy for Indian women has definitely improved. It stands at around 70 years. But it is in most part because of lower child mortality rates rather than much longer lifespans of adult Indian women. Very important point. When we say life expectancy, we usually mean life expectancy at birth, which is the average age of all the people dying in a certain year, including infants, adults, oldies risk of death for infants is much higher than risk of death for adults therefore higher child mortality rates affect this average very asymmetrically the right comparison would be life expectancy at 25 years of age which would be the average age of people dying who are above 25 years of age unfortunately i could not find the data for this comparison it's quite interesting actually so the the difference being made is mostly because of a girl child surviving Mm. more than I mean, an adult having a better chance at surviving. And I'm surprised this data doesn't exist. Life expectancy at 25 years away. In summary, life expectancy at birth of 40 years does not mean that people won't live beyond the age of 40. And the current life expectancy at birth of 70 is majorly a consequence of decreased child mortality rather yeah. than much longer life spans. Mm. That's a very important point. Especially uh, when we're this, talking about the girl child. This is
1: also in uh, uh, the book uh, 21 Questions for the 21st Century by Yuval, Yuval Noah Harari. Right. I think he also made this point.
0: I hope I managed to provide a clear explanation. If not, please refer to the link. bro. Thank you so much, akshat That's really... I didn't know this and thanks for this lovely to have subscribers enlightening us on many things. So <laughs> technically
1: our lifespan hasn't increased just that our rate of I death mean, has gone know, down. I we don't know because we
0: don't have the 25 years data yeah. well that yeah. we need the Okay uh, Mehenraj what is your recommendation? Uh, since
2: we've been talking too much about Faz and everything yes. so I'll uh, recommend uh, The Rebel's Silhouette. It's a translation of some of his works. Most of them are written uh, when he was in jail and the translation is by the late Aga Shahid Ali, the great Kashmiri poet he wrote in English and it's more than a translation, it's a homage from one great poet to another. So it's worth a
0: I'd read. I'd love to
3: read this. Yes. I watched the Shane TV NDTV uh, report uh, on uh, you know people who have been uh, slapped with fines uh, by the UP government. Uh, it was a Video story, so it was ready staring at you. I mean, the kind of profiles these people have. Even a policeman, retired policeman, has been slapped with with a fine. Okay, but he is Muslim, of course. So I think that I will definitely recommend. And along with this, uh, we are slightly late on this report, but our report is going to come out hopefully today our reporters went on the ground and they did an extensive uh, you know work on uh, these people we have spoken to 14 15 people ayush and uh, basant So that report will also be out today.
1: One of my recommendations, and I think I should have uh, mentioned this earlier only when I was talking about Yogi Adityanath muzzling funerals. The report is from Huffington Post and it's titled Forget Protests, Yogi Adityanath's government is muzzling funerals. And it's a very nicely done report about where it takes like evidence from people going on the ground and... Um, talking to them about how the administration is doing this etc um, do read that and other than that I have two strange recommendations but one is of course uh, I hope you have seen Witcher if you haven't please go watch it have you guys seen Witcher? no no Witcher. Uh, are you guys uh, Game of Thrones fans by any chance? yes you are no uh, sir watch Witcher okay yeah well, Anish it, it fills that Game of Thrones hole in you it's wonderful like, <laughs> like, like
2: <laughs> Anish actually Recommended that for our Sunday list of recommendations. uh, In
1: fact, I'm
3: I'm watching season two of uh, Crown.
1: Oh, Crown! Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's
3: it about? Witcher Uh, is
1: Witcher is basically based on this series of books, which was turned into a video game, and now they've come out with the series. It's a it's basically about this um, mutant in. like this imaginary world, of course. Uh, who is uh, basically traversing through the world and having adventures and like things are oh, happening okay. to him, etc. So it's like his story, like the witcher's story. It's really, really good because Witcher, if you
2: does it have something to do with Witcher? No, so it's
1: just like it's a fantasy world. So, so what I mean, does Witcher they, mean by that? So, the Witcher is basically a monster hunter in that world. So, he tracks down and kills extremely dangerous creatures. And he's a mutant, so, he's immune from like a lot of things, magical things, etc. So, he's. Kind of like a semi-superhero sort of a thing. Um, so please watch that. It's very hard to describe, actually, now I realize. But And the second thing I'm watching, which is a really weird and fun thing, is this new reality show on Netflix called The Circle. Okay, uh, again, if you are a fan of trashy reality, this is, this is like a level up. Uh, it's about these uh, eight people in a building who are sealed in a room and the only thing they have to do is they're a part of this social network called The Circle, which consists of only these eight people. So it's like real life social media playing out in a reality show. So it's it's wonderful. Is it called? It's called The Circle. It's absolutely trashy. So sir, warning. <laughs> but <laughs> if you want to be entertained, please go watch that. I'm addicted. So anyway,
0: I'm gonna recommend this New Yorker profile on Kasim Soleimani The Shadow Commander by Dexter Filkins it's quite detailed and if in case you want to know the enormity of what's happened today you should read this I just finished watching Succession I think ah, it's oh a really God, yes. uh, anyone who has Hotstar should watch it it's this super so fun good, masala media yeah uh, Series. It's it's supposed Is to Indian, be Indian series? No, no no it's, it's HBO a, uh, American. It's supposed to be after Murdoch. Murdoch That's what yeah, everyone Rupert says. Supposed, but I think it's got elements of Murdoch's life. But every other people, he's like this media baron, and right. uh, it's a really really fun series. It's pure masala. So you should watch those two seasons that are out on Hotstar. And um, because we've been talking so much about Fez, I shall leave you. With the song, uh, Hum Dekhenge, as my recommendation and also as the song that we'll play at the end. But before that, please remember that we do not take advertisements from the government or corporations. Uh, like Raman sir just told you, we've had reporters on UP, two reporters, who've extensively covered what's happening there. Some of our stories are stories that you They were
3: out for a week.
0: out for a week. Uh, some of these stories you will not read on mainstream, um, you know... Organization. So we'll leave you with links also of the reports on that they've done from UP. And um, this costs money. Obviously, we've sent two reporters. One of them is reporting in Hindi. One of them is reporting for English. We had one in Assam also. Again, this is exercises that cost money. It includes travel, stay, um, and a lot of stuff like that. So please, this new year, uh, share our reports with uh, your friends. Tell them the relevance of uh, a free media that actually is only looking at getting uh, the facts out as its main goal. We're not thinking of what will give us clicks because th- those clicks will lead to advertisements. We're not thinking how to please Ambani so that we can get him to advertise with us. We're purely thinking of how we can do deliver good stories, engaging stories and relevant stories. For that, we need subscriptions, models to work for us. So please subscribe to newslaundry.com. Uh, send the Chhota Hafta link to your friends. Yes. who are not subscribers and make them listen to this and if they see uh, value in us ask them to subscribe to us and maybe we should have some program for like if you're able to get us subscribers then we should give like some 25% off in the next subscription or something like <laughs> <laughs> that I shall convey my thoughts to then thank you so much for listening in wish you a very very happy new year again and here's the song of the week rahega <laughs> Who is curious,
2: who is honest, and who is opposite, can elegance.
3: He самый real, theEEE this be bright for